it's Marissa and you are listening to From Boise. Today's story came to me because a newsletter reader, Chris, suggested it. He sent me the following email one morning, oh, I don't know, like a month or so ago. Chris said, Marissa, here's an idea for you. I'm sitting at Big City Coffee on the Grove. Been here a hundred times over the last 10 plus years since they moved over from State Street. If it's open, I usually sit at a little rectangular metal table in the front against the wall opposite the door. I never open the drawers on the table. It has two until today. They are absolutely full of handwritten notes on scraps of paper from people who have also sat here over the years. It's a time capsule of humanity. Sneak in here sometime and take a look. It might make for an interesting story. And Chris is absolutely right. It is a very interesting story. So thank you, Chris, for writing in and getting this story going. Another one of, I think I'm obviously biased, but one of our best stories is the history of the Boise River. And that one also came because a reader wrote me and suggested it. So if you ever have a story idea, I want to know. You can email me anytime. It's marissa at fromboise.com, M-A-R-I-S-S-A at fromboise.com. All right. So this story is titled Small Town, Big City. It was written by Amanda Patchen. She is an amazing writer and has written some of our best stories. And I'm reading it to you today. All right. Ready? Here we go. Big City Coffee sits on Grove Street between 14th and 15th on the west end of downtown Boise. As part of the Linen District, it has been in this location since 2006, although it rather looks like it's been here half a century or more. Sturdy tables are surrounded by metal chairs with charmingly worn paint, while signs announce a complete line of tack and poultry, all with the charm of a farm store from the 1940s. Like a farm store, it is a little cluttered, although branded cups and t-shirts fill the shelves rather than seeds, spades, or bolts. Big coffee mugs and pastries the size of a toddler's head promise to satisfy morning cravings, while monstrous plates of biscuits and gravy float by, looking like enough to satisfy a farmer's appetite after a long and hard day. There are no farmers in evidence, though. Aesthetics and menu aside, on a Saturday morning, Big City Coffee was full of families, football fans, and police officers getting ready for their Greenbelt Patrol. Greetings and queries of, are you going to the game? And how have you been? Loudly compete with quieter conversations about art in the park, whether or not the gentleman in the corner was Dave, and how wedding planning is going. Boise is the largest city in Idaho, which isn't saying much. Idaho is one of the least densely populated states in the U.S. With under 2 million people at the last census and counties that are bigger than several whole states, Idaho is not very populous, and Boise holds only about one-eighth of that population. I find it difficult to go much of anywhere in town without running into someone I know from work, from church, from school, or just from around. When meeting someone new, I almost always figure out that we have mutual friends somewhere in town. Boise, then, is something of a small town. Warm, friendly, interconnected, and lively, Big City's choice of decor corresponds at least loosely to the feeling of living here. Grove Street may be in the heart of downtown, but it is still interwoven with Idaho's rural past and the sense of community available in a small town. This episode of From Boise is sponsored by Valley Regional Transit. Do you ride the bus? Would you ride the bus more often if it was better? Well, now is the time to tell VRT what you think a better bus system would look like. VRT is working on redesigning our entire bus network, like through the whole Treasure Valley, and they want your feedback. What do you want to see? What routes would you love? What do you want? Let them know. Visit valleyregionaltransit.org or click the link in the show notes to learn more and submit your feedback. 
interconnectedness is not a marketable commodity. You can plop a pseudo rule decorations into any business, but ordinarily you will not find community or community feeling following your design choices. The aesthetic of a small town store is desirable because it signals that connected feeling, but no decor can create the reality. To be connected takes kindness, it takes openness, and it takes time. Obviously, time is insufficient to create community, but it is indispensable if community is to develop. The philosopher Joseph Piper, in his book Tradition, explains three necessary components of traditions. They must be motivated by some transcendent impulse, they must come from before our time, and they must be living. For example, those who enact them must believe their necessity or efficacy. Big City Coffee is the site of a charming local tradition. At some point after their move to the Linen District, someone placed a note in the drawer of a little white table that sits in the corner opposite the door. Moved by an impulse, human or divine, they recorded a thought and left it to a kind of obscurity that contains unwitting permanence. We cannot know, unless they choose to reveal themselves, who that person was, but the transcendent nature of the impulse to leave a note is revealed by what has happened in the years since. The two drawers of the little white table are filled with such notes. Some date back to more than a decade, and some from earlier this year. Paper doilies, scraps of order tickets, old receipts, boarding passes, and post-its all bear hopeful, sorrowful, or humorous notes. Here's a couple. The world is changing. We are changing with it. Change happens, and even if we don't like it in the moment, it leads to greater things. Trauma begets wisdom or humor, and sometimes both. Hope this is here when I'm here next year. Hey, stranger, have a great-tastic day. Sitting here after years of pregnancy loss, waiting to hear if we were selected to adopt, longing to read this with a little one someday. Average is totally fine, unless you're destined for greatness. Light or dark, simple or complex, each of these notes reaches out to the wider community. Reminding us of the complexity, the silliness, the hardness, the despair, and the hopefulness of others' lives. They are part of the ideal of community that we mostly desire, but frequently fail to understand, create, or inhabit. The notes in the drawer are something given. They exist now and stretch back to the beginning of Big City's presence in the Linen District. There is no practical need for such a tradition, but it can meet people where they are and offer them a connection to a larger group, a wider existence than their own immediate experiences, a richer moment than the mere consumer role of a person buying a coffee and a cinnamon roll. The fact that people continue to delight in them and continue to add to them indicates that this is a living tradition. The notes, with their sense of mystery and continuity, are enriching the communal life of Big City and the people of Boise. Other little corners of Boise are busy doing the same kind of thing in a complicated variety of ways. Little free libraries, alleyway murals, buskers, gardens, and all the gratuitous beauty of human life conspiring towards tradition and all the potential in it. The messiness and complexity of real life, the personality of a small business, the serendipity of colliding purposes, varying motives, or crossing paths, these things form community. We must be intentional ourselves as we encounter this complexity and then create it with our choices. We must also be open to such things. The drawer could have been cleaned out by someone cold to the hopefulness of them. Each person who left a note could equally have opted to not out of indifference, cynicism, or just distraction. Indeed, there are infinite potential communities that remain uncreated because of that exact indifference. 
Further, the joy with which we encounter these precious instances of community may be the measure of how deeply we need them, how rare they are in comparison to their potential existence, and how much we need to set about cultivating them in our own lives. Notes in a drawer may not mean much in the grander scale of life, but the sense of contribution, of building something, of connecting to living tradition can and probably should matter to all of us, whether Big City Coffee is our communal corner or not. This story titled Small Town Big City was written by Amanda Patchen. Special thanks to From Boise reader Chris for sending in this story idea. You can read this story and see photos of some of the notes and the huge plate of biscuits and gravy in today's newsletter, which is in your inbox or at fromboise.com. You can also obviously go see the notes in real life at Big City Coffee, which is located at 1416 West Grove Street in downtown Boise. All right. Thanks for listening.